Hey guys, welcome to the new episode of Automated Seller Podcast. Today I am here with a new guest, Ruta. Ruta is head of indirect taxes at OneStopVAT. And OneStopVAT is a rapidly growing tax compliance startup where they solve all of the most complex VAT issues and help clients uh, with comp- to be compliant with all of the VAT regulations. Hi, Ruta. How are you? Hello. Nice to see you. Fine. Thanks a lot. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks. Um, yeah, Ruta. So basically, we'll be talking a lot about uh, VAT tax today, which I think is quite complex topic. Uh, it's definitely very hard for me. Um, I'm running my business, uh, basically, and every time I had to handle VAX around different countries, this is like super painful problem for me. But yep. before we jump um, to basically talking about the VAT compliances and all of things around VAT, I would like to maybe first start and start and basically talk a little bit about your story. So how did you end up working with the, like e-commerce and Amazon? What's your story? How did you start? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, my, you know, relationship, if I can say like this, uh, started with e-commerce, like, I guess, with the first uh, purchase from Amazon. I'm not from that part that who do sales, but uh, maybe from that part, firstly, who uh, has some purchases from Amazon or any other marketplace. Uh, and then... Um, that relationship uh, actually a close relationship about amazon uh how i know a lot of details about it uh, how it works uh, uh, what uh, compliance issues companies have uh, of course started together with my um, start in one of AT team so it's almost uh, four years for me uh, when i'm actually a lot of into e-commerce uh, because most of our uh, clients are from e-commerce world so uh, you know i always have to be um step by step also in the same area where our customers are so uh, so that's why i'm into it and i know quite a lot because i it's it's also interesting for me but also i have to know it because i have to you know be, be prepared to advise our clients got it got it so you never sold anything on amazon it just you 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 start to learn about this because of the clients and, and the industry you work with yes you know it's kind of interesting when you see also how are you charged uh, you know so but yeah my relationship was only from the purchase part and now yeah. i know everything how it works from another part <laughs> yeah yeah that, that's very nice i think <laughs> this is exactly also how how it is it is with me uh, like everyone all of our employees kind of because for us, it's like we 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 are, we are running this dev shop. We are building a lot of software, but none of us really sold anything on Amazon. Even like Amazon itself, like in Poland, for example, um, it's not really popular. We had different marketplaces, mm-hmm. but at some point, we just started to getting clients uh, that are selling on Amazon, and we've built them like multiple different software solutions, integrations. So therefore, yeah, we also learned um, a lot just by hearing what, what they say, what they want. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure that right now, if both of us would just start selling on Amazon, we'd be actually quite good with that because of everything we know from what we learn. So. Yes. yes, for sure. Yeah, so Ruta, yeah, let's let's jump uh, and let's talk actually about the VAT. So first of all, um, if you could explain some basics of uh, VAT, why it is actually important for e-commerce businesses to understand it and be comply with the uh, VAT regulations. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, uh, first of all, uh, I guess everybody knows, but you know, it's always uh, worth it to remind it as VT is that uh, consumption tax, it's indirect tax that uh, 
the tax, which is on all the products, on most of the products that we are uh, buying or from another side, the, what we are selling. And uh, together, you know, with the business expansion uh, abroad, uh, also the tax uh, goes as well, uh, but in another country. So it's quite easy when uh, all the sales are um, making only in one country, but uh, when the business expands, uh, in, goes internationally, so then the uh, liabilities also <laughs> goes uh, internationally together. Uh, so why, uh, of course, business have to be uh, compliant, so uh, for sure, um, they have to make sure that their accounts, especially on marketplaces on such as Amazon, uh, if they are not compliant, uh, their accounts might be suspended. So, of course, it's uh, like a nightmare for any business, mm -hmm. let's say, if their account will be suspended for a few months uh, during that uh, Christmas period. So... Uh, this is one, of course, of the reason why uh, all the businesses have to be compliant. Of course, uh, another part that maybe um, sustainability and also that um, part is uh, that VT is one of the biggest parts of the all taxes paid to any country's budget. Uh, and from that money, uh, all of the countries, you know, uh, uh, finances, uh, building of the schools, of the hospitals, of the roads. So also there is another part why business uh, as well have to be compliant uh, because they are the big part of all the economy uh, where we are all living in. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yes, yes, that that's true. I actually, for the first time in my life, started to think think about that one, once I registered my business. Before that, I was just assuming, okay, this is how it is. But now I actually see that, okay, now I sell things. I sell it with the VAT. But for example, then if I sell it uh, abroad, there's like a special law where I don't really have to put VAT on my invoices. But then when I'm selling to US or different continents, it's like, yeah, again, like there are different rules. So it is very important to, to understand, especially... As, as a seller, as a Amazon seller, like even like normal e-commerce seller, once you start expanding to your business abroad, it's, it's a big challenge. So let's talk about the VIT challenges now for all of the e-commerce businesses, but let's focus mostly maybe on um, selling on Amazon, right? So mm -hmm. what are the challenges that they face when expanding, um, I don't know, let's say from US to Europe or from Europe to, to US, let's just make it mm -hmm. simple in those two continents. Uh, because yeah, then in well, Europe, again, there are different countries, so I know that yes. there are also different rules. Yeah. <laughs> so even, yeah, if we talk about uh, European business, the business that are established in Europe, uh, uh, of course, the first uh, challenge is uh, when uh, the business decides to use uh, Amazon fulfillment centers. Uh, so uh, everybody should know that if the stock is anywhere in any other country, uh, different from the establishment country, at once uh, the VT liability starts in that country. And uh, this is uh, the first challenge that actually faces uh, all the business and uh, some of the business and actually maybe a quite big part of the business uh, just ignores that uh, rule. But uh, this for sure shouldn't be uh, uh, forgotten because this is really important uh, uh, when the stock is moving uh, um, between the countries. Uh, another, of course, uh, challenge uh, and the, what uh, all the business have to um, to double check to make sure that they have uh, uh, proper setups uh, on uh, their um, 
VAT rates for their products. So they have to fully understand what type of product they are selling. Uh, they have to double check uh, what product type to choose uh, because this really uh, is closely related to, to the VAT rate. Uh, let's say uh, if we take as an example, like in, in a few of the countries, uh, uh, baby clothes are with zero VAT. Uh, and uh, if the company that do the sales of this kind of products uh, just leaves the standard uh, rate, so it means that uh, they are overcharging all of the clients uh, and they are paying uh, quite uh, a lot of VAT. Uh, so uh, each of the seller has to perfectly understand uh, what rate is uh, on uh, the product that they do the sales and to do the mm -hmm. proper setup. Of course, another challenge is to do the proper uh, VAT registration. As uh, we are um, from experience uh, in our company, we see that uh, companies are trying to do the registrations on their own and maybe something does not go so smoothly or the registration is not done properly and then Amazon does not accept your VT number. You cannot start your sales uh, and then you have to, you know, uh, solve all the problems. Uh, so from that point, uh, of course, we always, you know, not like um, only uh, suggesting our services, but, you know, it's always good when the uh, expert uh, do the registration. It's uh, much easier and mm -hmm. it's uh, quicker. Uh, another, I guess, problem that uh, I can mention, not like a problem, but a challenge um, to, to have a proper setup of the refunded goods uh, mm -hmm. when we talk about the sales on Amazon, um, because it is a problem when uh, the goods of, from the customer are returned in uh, any of the countries where the seller does not have VAT registration. Mm -hmm. That, uh, let's say, one refunded good, uh, which price is uh, 10 uh, euros, uh, at once uh, triggers your VAT registration. And uh, as a company, you might have uh, a lot of uh, problems uh, only with that one return uh, in uh, one or another European country. Uh, mm -hmm. When we talk about U.S., uh, so it's much easier uh, because uh, in US, uh, all the taxes are covered by marketplace, by Amazon. So uh, this is not no, no uh, such a big, you know, problem, such issues to go in on that market. Uh, of course, uh, there is no implications if the sales are done only via marketplace. If we talk about direct sales, so of course, there will be uh, different rules. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So from my perspective, I guess this is the main challenges that uh, all the companies uh, faces when they start with uh, Amazon. Mm -hmm. And now actually let's check, let's talk about some of those cases um, and, and also like the services. So first I, want, I'm, I'm, I wanted to ask you about the sellers, right? Like, did you, did you have actually any of the cases of the company that someone totally messed up um, with the VIT and that's that's why actually they reached out to you? So they said, okay, now I don't want to pay anyone to solve it for me. I'll just do it myself. But then in the end, it caused even more trouble. Mm -hmm. Well, actually, yes, it is, you know... Uh... It's a part of our clients that uh, part of our clients are coming uh, with, you know, before the start, they want to uh, have an advice what to do, uh, or maybe they have already prepared any uh, analysis from their side and they are coming to us. Let, let's say, okay, we want to start uh, very clearly, uh, very compliant. So these are mm -hmm. the perfect one, the clients. Uh, and another part, of course, are the ones who got suspended uh, or maybe who received uh, uh, 
notices and applied penalties from one or another country. And then, of course, we have to solve the problem. So uh, if the account is suspended, it might be a lot of reasons, of course, uh, the biggest uh, problem uh, definitely is uh, because the taxes are not properly paid to one or another country, mm -hmm. uh, to tax authorities, uh, or the the T code is uh, inappropriate or not mm -hmm. uh, properly. You know, uh, the company is registered, uh, so the companies, you know, are got suspended. Uh, they are mm -hmm. losing their money. They cannot do sales. So uh, here we are helping to do the unblocks uh, in the Amazon to solve all the problems with the uh, uh, any of the country. Uh, mm -hmm. And this is actually the main uh, our service for these uh, complicated cases. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, when uh, everything goes smooth, smoothly, sorry. Uh, so of course, yes, first part is the advice from our, our side. We are consulting our clients. Uh, mm -hmm. Then, okay, yeah, of course, we can help with the registrations anywhere where the client needs. Uh, we can, of course, then continue with the uh, filings mm -hmm. of the returns. So the companies uh, just... Uh, can focus on their business and we are dealing with that uh, tax part and they do not need, you know, to uh, dig in to analyze what are updates in one another, another country, uh, what rates are should be used and so on. So we are dealing with that part fully. And of mm -hmm. course, another part of the job is to deal with authorities, uh, to uh, uh, waive the penalties, uh, maybe to... Uh, um, to contact uh, with the authorities as well to unblock Amazon accounts uh, as quickly as possible uh, mm -hmm. because without proper involvement uh, all these uh, suspensions uh, might be uh, might continue till uh, uh, six months so we are trying to do it uh, as uh, quickly as uh, possible uh, and uh, usually the time for unblocking is uh, around a week mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Got it. I think that overall, I think it's much better to just think about prevention, right? Instead of just going and solving the, the particular problem. So I want to actually ask also for, for, for this kind of things, like when you collaborate with clients, mm -hmm. how does it work overall? Do, do you have some, I don't know, like, sh should they treat you more like one time consultation or maybe like actual, just a partner for everything that related and you that they have access to you on a monthly basis? How does it work? Well, actually, we are really flex flexible and uh, we can do whatever is needed for the client. Of mm -hmm. course, it happens that the client just only needs like, guidance, what they have to do in one or another situation. And uh, mm -hmm. then, uh, let's say... Uh, they are doing with their accounting team uh, all uh, just independently the registration or the filings uh, so it is fine we can do only the consultation we can provide advice uh, what from our point of view the liabilities might raise in one or another case uh, of course we can go into agreement that uh, that we can cover for, from the registration to the filings and uh, additionally the consultancy uh, or mm -hmm. or of course if it is a case that uh, let's say the company has another provider and they are not happy they cannot you know uh, reach them out so of course we can take over all the uh, all the um uh, compliance uh, services and uh, none of the clients can be worried anymore about uh, the time timely uh, submitted returns or timely made uh, payments. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, got it. Now let, let's um, 
maybe talk about some of the examples. So let's assume that there is a US seller and he or she wants to explore and expand to European market. What would what, what are the VAT regulations that this business must follow before expanding to, to, to Europe? Or like what would be the steps maybe mm -hmm. if they con even start considering to expand? Mm -hmm. So for sure, they have to firstly uh, decide if they are going to hold stock uh, in Europe, somewhere in Europe, or they are going to uh, just uh, send uh, directly to final consumers uh, the goods uh, from outside the Europe. Uh, as this is the main trigger for VT uh, liabilities. So if the stock of the company is held somewhere in European Union. So it means that uh, in that country, the VAT registration is mandatory and all the obligations uh, uh, start in that country. Uh, if the sales are made only via marketplace, so uh, yes, uh, most of the VAT uh, liabilities are covered by uh, Amazon because mm -hmm. that liability is transferred to Amazon. But uh, still, if the stock is somewhere in Europe, still the registration is needed despite the fact that, let's say, sales are made only uh, via mm -hmm. Amazon. Uh, and of course, it depends on the setup of the account. If uh, the company, the seller, uh, lets uh, uh, to do uh, to do sales to uh, B2B companies, to VT registered companies. So it means that these sales have to be covered by the seller, but not by the mm -hmm. Amazon. As mm -hmm. Amazon is dealing only with uh, B2C sales. And uh, we can see from our experience that uh, for sure, time to time, it happens uh, B2B sales uh, for these companies uh, that do not uh, you know, have a, a, a setup that uh, they do not let uh, to make a sale to uh, business companies. Uh, companies mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. got it got it it's really really tough like i i would really think that amazon would handle everything but it, it's not that simple so yeah, well yes maybe of course there is uh, some uh, bright side somewhere uh, not so uh, uh, far away uh, because the european regulations are going to be changed and uh, mm -hmm. quite uh, um, quite a lot uh, in the upcoming uh, three four years. So mm -hmm. it might be that uh, also for the sellers, there will be no liabilities. Uh, uh, all the liabilities will be transferred to Amazon. So it might be, but we'll mm -hmm. see how it will be implemented to, in Europe. Of course, there is okay. the, such a plans. So it should be easier, but we'll see how it goes. Because as mm -hmm. we know from the practice that all the regulations, uh, there is a plan and that actual dates are <laughs> uh, usually are not the ones that uh, were planned. So we'll mm -hmm. see. And of course, if we will have uh, any updates on what we do also with our clients, so we constantly update them about uh, what is happening in, in the world, uh, what they have to know. Uh, and of course, if uh, there are some triggers that are related with the exact client, uh, we are uh, info informing them mm -hmm. uh, what to do and what are our suggestions. Awesome. Actually, I was about to ask that, right? So yeah, definitely in Europe and in every country, like the law is constantly changing. So I wanted to ask you, first of all, like, how do you keep up with all of the changes? Then how do you educate on that, like all of your employees? Mm -hmm. And then I also wanted to ask if you have somehow like a newsletter or anything like this that you inform your clients on like also upcoming changes. Mm -hmm. 
So yes, uh, for sure, we have newsletters uh, for the subscribers. Uh, we are sending mm -hmm. the first newsletter for all of the clients and then they decide if they prefer to receive them. Uh, we are trying to, to make that newsletter uh, as, you know, um, effective uh, to put only the information that is relevant for uh, exact client uh, type. Um, so, uh, uh, of course, we have these newsletters. Uh, then mm -hmm. uh, each of our client has the, uh, the their account uh, uh, manager who knows exactly uh, the client, his needs, his uh, case, uh, the countries where they do sales. So uh, we are not waiting, you know, for a month to, um, to let the newsletter go. But of course, we are contacting directly our clients uh, if mm -hmm. we know that some kind of date uh, will be implemented. So in order, our clients will be prepared uh, for that. Uh, and uh, when we talk about uh, the preparation of the employees, so we are constantly having uh, the uh, attending the webinar seminars, uh, international mm -hmm. ones to be, you know, um, up to date uh, with all of the changes that are going to be uh, as well. Uh, we are a part of a few international VET organizations. So uh, we are having like uh, twice a year, like uh, VET uh, summits. So we are, you know, sharing mm -hmm. our knowledge uh, from, and we're also gaining some knowledge from the experience, exact experience from the practice, uh, what situations uh, another companies are uh, facing with. Uh, uh, also, we are sharing our experience. So this helps us, you know, uh, to be up to date uh, with all of the changes, uh, plan changes. So we can assure our clients that uh, they will definitely will be informed uh, about anything uh, what mm -hmm. is upcoming and is related with their business. Mm -hmm. That's that's awesome. Do you have like just like one question maybe that comes from to, to my mind right now? So maybe more and more people will be aware of like how bad uh could be the penalty of not being compliant with DVAT regulations like do you have some it doesn't have to be like one-to-one -one, like or like 100 percent accurate but do you have some number um like as an example of one of your client that how much money he or she lost because of not really being compliant to all of the VAT regulations uh, well, yeah, it's, it's, of course, depends on, on the businesses, but uh, there was a client that actually hadn't paid the, the taxes for, I guess it was uh, one and a half year uh, in mm -hmm. UK. Uh, so it was a quite significant amount. I guess it was around uh, 30,000 only for VT. Oh, yeah. uh, so what was done from our side, of course, it was uh, no possibility to uh, waive such an amount because no argument uh, why it should be waived because just the company didn't uh, submit its mm -hmm. returns and uh, didn't pay uh, any of the taxes. But uh, what uh, maybe a more appropriate agreement was made with the uh, um, HMRC, uh, UK authorities, uh, it was like that payment split it into parts so uh, that our client could make not just at once a huge payment of uh, 30,000, but uh, just uh, okay. split it into parts, so, which, you know, it's, yeah. it's not so um, harm harmful to the business uh, and they can use that money, you know, to make uh, their business uh, alive, but not only to put everything on the VAT yeah. uh, penalties. But that, that's painful, right? I mean, if I would have yeah, to just sure. suddenly <laughs> pay course. 30K for that, so yeah. Yeah, that, but that's good that you actually make it smoother to to kind of 
pay it uh, over time. So yes, and also maybe I just remembered that also another point is where we constantly see that clients do not know just such a regulation that, uh, especially this is related with sales uh, in UK. Uh, the companies are you know importing the goods in UK and uh, they have VAT registration there, mm -hmm. but they do not know that they can reclaim the uh, mm -hmm. import VAT. So mm -hmm. uh, also. When we so see, they're losing money. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. They are just paying to the uh, freight forwarders and uh, they cannot uh, recover anything. So mm -hmm. always when we see any possibility where the client can reclaim, do the reclaim. So we are always trying to, you know, advise them. Maybe you should go this way uh, because mm -hmm. you can, you know, collect the money, but not only to, to make a payments. Yeah, yeah, totally. Nice, Ruta. Thanks a lot. That was very informative uh, episode. I also learned myself quite uh, things about VAT, which is always super stressful for me. Like everything <laughs> related to financing a VAT and the law. This is the, the, the for me. This is the hardest part of, about running the business. So I'm very glad that there are companies out there like um, yours because then yes, I can just totally outsource it and I don't have to think about that. I just can focus really on my business. So. That's great. So um, could you actually share like some information when people can find you if they have some additional questions or how they can uh, contact One Stop VAT? Yeah, of course, uh, on our website, onestopvat.com, uh, there are the forms where they can fill in for uh, also for free of charity consultation. Uh, of course, I don't know if you share, uh, anybody can contact myself directly, like only Ruta at onestopvat.com. So uh, we are always, you know, willing to help for, for the clients and to just to the question to us, it does not mean that we will charge anything because our purpose, of course, uh, of course, it's business, <laughs> definitely, uh, but also that educational part because we want that business to understand what they are doing and the, what is the importance of that being compliant. Sure, totally. I will make sure also to include this information in the description so everyone listening or watching can check it right away. So yeah, awesome. Ruta, thanks, uh, thanks a lot for sharing all of that and coming for the podcast. Um, Thanks. Yeah. Thank Thanks you. for writing. Bye. Bye. -bye.